Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Today we have another exciting guest on the podcast like we always do on this podcast. His name is Tom Nichols. He's ran for office under an alternative party before. He's going to talk to us about his experience with running for office and also his experience belonging to an alternative party and being activists with an alternative party. So welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you, Tom. Let's get started by you kindly giving us an introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch. Uh, what was that now? I'm sorry. My an introduction to yourself. An introduction to yourself. Um, well, uh, my name is Tom Nichols. I'm a California native. Um, I grew up in Orange County in the 60s and early 70s. Um, I didn't, uh, I've always stayed abreast of current events and um, political issues in my younger life, but I didn't get involved with uh, uh, politics until I started uh, showing up to some uh, protests during the the initial lockdowns in 2020 for COVID. Um, And I got involved with the uh, Libertarian Party of California in early 2021 when I went to my first state convention. Um, I've always been a a fan of Ron Paul, even when he switched over to the Republican Party. Um, And I consider myself kind of a, a Ron Paul libertarian, I guess. Okay. Um, and uh, my professional life, uh, I'm an engineer. I work for AT&T, and uh, I'm married with six kids and three grandkids. Oh, my. How's so that you, for an introduction? That's a good introduction. It gives me good stuff to talk about. So <laughs> with your engineering background, what? how has that influenced your politics? Um, I guess... Uh, most engineers don't want to do more than has to be done. Oh. <laughs> they want to do things as efficiently as possible. Um, I guess in that sense, it would affect my politics. But, I mean, at my, the core of my belief system, I believe that human beings should be able to conduct all their actions in a voluntary manner instead okay. of through force and coercion. Okay. So earlier you mentioned that you consider yourself a Ron Paul libertarian. Can you easily tell our audience how you see a Ron Paul libertarian, that label being different than maybe another type of libertarian? Um, well, I I don't want to really dwell too much on uh things that have caused division in recent years, but I have okay. seen kind of a a left turn in some of the leadership, probably starting around twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Okay. Um and I don't think that left or right needs to be considered in the spectrum. There's only liberty and there's tyranny. And right. um as far as the Ron Paul um, I think that has more to do with um, 
economics. Okay. Sound Austrian economics and uh, a free open market. Okay, so you're saying... And sound money is a big issue. Sound money, so like the Federal Reserve type stuff? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's a good... That's a good nutshell. So kindly tell our audience what office you ran for and when was that? Okay. um, Last year... Uh, I ran for the California State Assembly, District 8. I ran against a Republican incumbent who was uh, running unopposed. And uh, District 8 in California is a pretty big geographic area. It covers uh, Fresno, Madera, Maricopa, Tuolumne, Calaveras, Mono, and Inyo County. So it's a, a big chunk of Central California, but it's not, you know, densely populated. Oh, it's not? Okay. And um, I just felt like uh, he, he uh, the incumbent, Jim Patterson, he uh, would very conveniently show up to photo ops and maybe have a town hall when it's getting close to an election time or a primary time, but he didn't really get a lot done for the people in the, uh, in the district. And, um, I was watching my, uh, homeowners insurance went up 600% last year. Um, a big part of that is because of fire threat. And a big part of that fire threat is because we are locked out from maintaining any kind of a fire safe buffer zone. Uh, where our communities back up the National Forest. Um, I happen to live in one of those communities. And um, I first met him when I went to a town hall where he was talking about a program you could go through to certify your property as as fire safe and you could get as much as a 10% discount. And I was asking him, well, you guys oversee the uh, insurance commission. Um we need to address this 600% increase not a, and not try to just shave back 10%. And I was not satisfied with this response. And that's part of uh, the motivation that I had to get, in, get involved and to run. And the fact that we could uh, get on the ballot as a write-in without spending a ton of money uh, was another motivation to get involved and at least get some libertarian messaging out there. Yes, that is good. So in your area, what was the requirements to get on as a write-in? I had a certain number of signatures that had to be verified from within the district and have them uh, submitted by a deadline. Okay. And it turns out I think um, a couple other people tried to do the write-in, but um, I I had the most votes on the primary election of the people that got the signatures in. Oh, that's good. So what type of leadership lessons did you learn from this campaign? Mostly, um, I got to say that I learned that people are (laughs) diverse and they all have different skill sets. And if you try to run everything yourself, you're going to fall short. But when you, lean on people and utilize their unique assets, you're going to get more done for yourself and for the cause, for the libertarian cause. 
and um, it was a group effort with uh, mostly with the executive committee of the Libertarian Party of Fresno County, and I think that we did a pretty good job at meeting our goals in the election. Um, yeah, that the main thing is is learning how to coordinate and lean on people with different skill sets than what I have. That's good. So you leverage the talents of the Libertarian Party in your area. Yes. And we had a lot of uh, no party preference people that contacted us um, during the election, during the uh, campaign. And it kind of signaled to me that a lot of people are fed up with the uh, status quo of the duopoly and that they want a different choice than Republican or Democrat. I was basically an unknown. Um, we spent less than $3,000 on the entire campaign. Um, we got as low as 24% of the vote in one county and as high as 44% in wow. another county. And the rest of the spread was in the mid-30% in the other counties. So it it shows me that, that people are ready for something different. Yes. Hopefully yes, yes. it lays the groundwork for somebody who's a better candidate than I am to maybe run in the future and, and uh, have a little more success than I did. So what was your strategy for the campaign? How did you reach all those voters and get them to support you? You know, um, we uh, the campaign manager and myself were on a uh, – teleconference with the Fresno um, Chamber of Commerce at one point, um, which gave us exposure. We were speaking out against ta tax increase ballot measures. Um, I was able to get on a local TV station for a, for a short interview, but the rest of it was um, through email and texts. We, we kind of ran an email, text, and social media campaign. Okay. So you focused on doing it through the Internet, through electronic means, digital means? Yes. Now, if if I, you know, I was carrying a full-time job plus running my small farm up in the foothills, if I had more time, I'd, I would have tried harder to get on local media like radio or local, more local television. But I, you know, did the best with the time that I had. Sure. It sounds like it, yeah. So earlier you mentioned the cities that your area encompassed. You mentioned it was Fresno and some other places. Can you describe the demographics? Is it, for example, rich or poor or black or white? What 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 are the demographics for your district as a whole? Um, well, the uh, the most populated area is uh, Fresno County. And okay. the district had most of Fresno City and Clovis, um, a sister city adjacent to it. Um, demographic is solid working class people, and uh, ethnicity is very diverse. Okay. Um, I love the community down here. Um, um, East Asian, Indian, um, Latino, Caucasians, um, it, 
it's very diverse, and I, I really enjoy that part of it. When you get farther north, it's more of a Sierra Nevada foothill community with horse people and cattle ranchers um, going up and down the east and west sides of the Sierra Nevadas. Okay. So pretty diverse, but it, it tends to lean conservative. Yeah, you mentioned that your opponent was Republican. You didn't mention a Democratic opponent. Did they have somebody, or did they not have somebody run for the race? They chose not to uh, waste their efforts on it. Interesting. They just uh, concentrated elsewhere in California and just kind of wrote off uh, District 8. I see, because like you said, that was a red area, so they probably figured that they would go to the other places, huh? Correct. Okay. So from what I understand, what I've heard is California as a whole is blue, but your area is different, right? It, it is. It is. There's a, there's a pocket in Northern California that kind of has the same uh, philosophical uh, makeup and then here in the central California, especially in the valley and the foothills, um, and then there might be some pockets of of red down in Orange County and San Diego. But I want to see more gold and less sure. red and blue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how do you think the Libertarian Party can make there be more gold in the area? What do you think it can do to further itself? Well, um, I I think that uh, what we've been doing here locally at the at the county affiliate has been, um, especially under the guidance of our our uh, chairman, who was also my campaign chair, um, I should say chairwoman, um, getting the messaging out there. Um, getting involved in the legislative process, um, uh, coming up with uh, voter guides that analyze the different um, um, people who are running, uh, even in races where we don't have a libertarian president, we can rate them in terms of um, libertarian ideals. Um and just uh, staying involved and staying engaged. You know, our affiliate was um, not operating for a while. We just got it back off the ground two years ago, and we're starting to make progress and build membership, and we just got to keep on doing that and then coordinate with our our state party. And um, uh, I don't know, have a coalition with the other um county affiliates where we can work together on common goals and I also think that we need to build some coalition sure. so um, right now I'm working with uh, the California Rifle and Pistol Association on um, a nullification uh, legislation process um, I just made contact with them this week so it, it's a new project but we're going to be working on that and then promoting people to get into uh, local level um, offices like 
um, city council, county supervisor, school boards, things like that. And I think that building up the base is how we're going to finally make an impact. Sure. So for our listeners out there who are running for office or thinking about running for office, what tips do you have for them for running for office? Well, um, keeping an eye on who's going to be running. In this case, our um, state chair um, contacted us and said, hey, you know, this guy in District 8 is running unopposed, and this is how you do the write-in process because I've done it before. And uh, so we took it and ran with it. Um, but if you're going to have to battle in a primary the biggest piece of advice I would give is get started early. Start getting okay. your name out there early and start strategizing early. Other than that, keep an eye on it and look for those opportunities where somebody's running unopposed and you can use California's write-in process and the top two process. So keep your eyes and your ears open. Yes. Tom, how can our listeners support you and your party? Um, you know, I'm away from my computer right now, so I don't have the the websites or anything, but um, definitely check us out uh, at online. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, Libertarian Party of Fresno County. Um, when you pull it up, there will be a, a donate button there. Um, we don't have a lot of funds to work with, so any donation would be greatly appreciated. And, uh, and of course, you can do the same with Libertarian Party of California. Okay. So, Libertarian Party of Fresno County and or the Libertarian Party of California, they can go to their sites and support them. Yes. All right. And I plan to, God willing, put those links on the show notes for this. I appreciate that. Sure thing. Tom, thank you for coming on the podcast today and talking about your campaign and your activities with the Libertarian Party of Fresno County and the Libertarian Party of California. All right. I thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to get on your podcast and hope you have a great day. You too. We wish you all the best in your personal and professional endeavors. All right. Thank you. Bye now. All right.